everything we do is in and through people. Welcome to the radio show that will help you know yourself to increase your influence with family, friends, co-workers, and community. This is Learn It, Live It, Lead It with your John Maxwell team leadership coaches, Mike Cook and Monique Minnick. But for this radio show, say hello to Mike and Mo. Hello and welcome back. This is Mike. And this is Mo. And we are in our series on how to be a real success. And real is an acronym. Uh, We just finished up three shows on the R of the real acronym, which is relationships. Uh, We talked the first week about the nature of relationships. uh, And then we went on to the building blocks of relationships and finally the growth of relationships. So, Mo, there's a little bit of accountability that goes with that. We always have accountability, right? So what gets measured gets done. That's that's exactly right. And, you know, on the leadership of area events page on Facebook, we put a relationships inventory out there Mm -hmm. where we asked you to rate yourself from a one to a five in 10 different areas to help you assess how you view relationships and how you grow your relationships and where you were on that. And then we also talked about takeaways and creating an action plan. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, how many of you actually took the time to develop an action plan and are following it? Because what you learn, you have to live in order to lead. Absolutely. Learn it, live it, lead it. So if you're just joining us, I will encourage you to go back to uh, WLNI's uh, page or go to our, you can uh, find this on the podcast, Learn It, Live It, Lead It, on your favorite podcast platform. And you can go back and listen to those shows once again to make sure you got all the details of relationships because you're going to need that as we head into the E in real success, which is equipping. Equipping. Mm -hmm. And deciding that people on the team are worth equipping and developing is the first step in building a better team. Time to learn it. So, Mike, why do I need to equip others? Equipping. That's that's a unique word in itself. Uh, it, it's funny. Sometimes us coaches like to pull out old old English words or older words. Like I talk about stewardship a right. lot, which is it's an old word for manage to manage. Same thing here. Equipping. It's it's a little different than training, and we'll get into that a little bit later as as we have the conversation here. But. Um, um, deciding that people on the team are worth equipping and developing is the first step in building a better team. So you've built, you have the team, you have the relationships with the team. Right. We talked about that for the last three weeks. And so now we're going to talk about um, three different aspects of equipping. Um, first of all, uh, this show, we're going to talk about equipping for success. Next week, we'll continue that, talking about equipping the right people. And then finally, we'll uh, talk about equipping for the next, next level. level. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one is too small a number to achieve greatness. Mm-hmm. You know, as we, as we talk on the show, everything we do is in and through people, mm-hmm. right? Uh, even in a virtual world that many of us are experiencing right now, we are still are doing things in and through people. Yeah, yeah. You know, methods and, and formats change. But there is still another person on the end of the phone, usually, Mm -hmm. at some point. You may have to get through 85, hit this, hit this, (laughs) hit this to get to somebody. But there is always another human being on the other side of our transaction. Yeah. Well, and even think about your personal heroes, someone who inspires you or has inspired you. Most, uh, if not all, of those heroes, those people who are inspiring, they didn't do it by themselves. Right. 
there was always a team. There was sometimes there was even uh, partners in, uh, you know, some of the founders of some of the largest companies, well, the largest company monetarily in the world, Apple. You know, everyone heard of Steve Jobs, but there's another Steve behind him, too, right. uh, who was there. Microsoft, um, Amazon, Google, all those names. There was at least two people. There was always someone else. And then eventually a, a, a team of people making that happen. Right. Um, yeah. And so there are there are some traps that we get into when we think that we can do things on our own. And, and mm-hmm. trust me, as a, as a high D in communication style, I got this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. There's yeah. there are things that, and I you've heard me say this. I spend a lot of time making sure that I'm doing something right or spending the time to do it right. And yes, mm-hmm. sometimes me doing it is faster. I think it's better. (laughs) But I can tell you uh, at 54, after 27 years of working with teams in the military, and certainly in my journey as a John Maxwell team coach, speaker trainer, uh, it takes people. Absolutely, yeah. And I have what I'm equipped to do. Mm -hmm. And when Mm -hmm. I partner that with other people equipped the way they do it, it's much more powerful it's and it's much more impactful, right? Amazing. Team is an acronym. Since we're on acronyms, or everyone uh, together, everyone achieves more. More. Exactly. Yeah. So there's this myth of the, uh, and, and I'll give a, a caveat here. This material was written years ago. <laughs> right. There's this myth of the Lone Low Ranger. Range. Now, you know, if I'm showing my age now by, I know what the Lone Ranger is. It's an old radio show, an old TV show. Uh, those who might have been born more recently only know the Lone Ranger is a really bad movie that came out about 10 or 15 <laughs> right. years ago. It was a terrible remake. So right. don't don't use that. But, you know, the myth of the Lone Ranger. But even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. So, you know, he yeah. even had a, a team member as well. Right. So, yeah. So our ego becomes a challenge. Oh, that's that's one. Yeah. Of why we stand alone, right? Mm-hmm. Um it's a huge piece of your development, as it was in mine, when you come to realize that other people can help you do a better job than you can do alone, as we just talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it takes community. A second one is insecurity. And mm. now we've heard ego and insecurity in other shows when we talk about the 15 laws of growth, right? This yeah. becomes yeah. obstacles to our personal growth and development because we think we've got it all under control or we mm. don't need to learn or... And that right there is a is a challenge. And that's yeah, going to be a yeah. challenge. If you are unwilling to take the time to develop, then there's no way you're going to be a proponent or support the development True. of your team. True. And so this next three weeks are going to be very challenging for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if relationships weren't, this yeah, one is going yeah, to be, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Only secure leaders give power to others. Hmm. And... In our insecurity, when we when we get into our insecurity, we give power away. Mm. You have to overcome that. Insecurity, you have to overcome it, that, right? That confidence, and it's not ego. It's different than ego. It's different it's than not, ego. But but yeah, yeah. So leaders who fail to promote teamwork undermine their own potential and erode the best efforts of the people with whom they work. Right. And and I in in every team, every person listening who's been on a team has worked for an insecure leader. And there is mm-hmm. at times that we probably yourself have been an insecure leader, mm-hmm. because you have to believe in other people, and you have to tap into the talent, skills, and abilities mm-hmm. of other people mm-hmm. to make a team successful. 
It's it's difficult though, and and never more true. I work with business owners, and a lot of business owners are started by one person, and they're a one man mm. show for a long time. And so they develop the process. No one can do it like they can. And once they start adding people to the team, it's like, well, yeah, I'll just do that rather than trusting someone else or they're not going to do it like me. And no one does it like the owner. And that's true. But if you ever want to grow, you have to, you have to build a team. Well, that's where the training aspect that we talk about, which is different than equipping comes Mm -hmm. into play because if you want it done a certain way, Mm -hmm. you know, certain fast food franchises have remarkable processes so that no matter where you are, Mm Purchasing food from them, it tastes the same. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, right? <laughs> when the process is, yeah, yeah. So what do you need to believe about yourself and the people around you to feel more comfortable delegating more to them? Mm-hmm. Because the lack of delegation is not the person who's asking for its problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's you. It's you as the owner of the process. You as the owner of the information. You as whatever that is. It's, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. your problem. So what do you need to be doing to be able to push that out? Yeah, yeah. Another reason we stand alone is, and I never can pronounce this right. Basically, just naivete. We're, we're naive. Okay. Right. Yeah. Naive. So, uh, and and you hear people saying all the time, "If I had it to do all over again, yeah. I'd get help. Yeah. I'd get, I'd do it differently. I'd get someone to help me with it. I wouldn't trudge through it. Um, you know. So, some just naively underestimate the difficulty of achieving big things. Right. And, you know, we all, we start out and we're all gung-ho and rah-rah and let's do this. And and then, you know, you drudge into it and you realize, okay, this is going to take a little bit longer. It's going to cost a lot more right. and, and take more time. Double. Yeah. yeah. Double mm-hmm. it. Usually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So others discover that their dreams are bigger than their capabilities and they adjust. And that is that's and the opposite of naive. Hopefully, your dreams are, they should be bigger be than your capabilities. Yeah. Dream big. If not, you haven't dreamed big enough. But, but you know, then you have to adjust. Yeah. And who on that? Who comes with you on that journey? Mm-hmm. Which is what we're talking about today with the equipping, right? Mm-hmm. Either you are an entrepreneur or you are trying to do something within an organization in the role that you're playing. Mm-hmm. And how do you grow it? And how do you? Yeah. Adjust. It means hiring the right people. It's making sure that people are in the right seat on the team. Yeah. yeah. It's making those adjustments Mm -hmm. and spending the time to do that because you need balance. Mm -hmm. I know certainly if I'm hiring people, knowing what my skill set is, I'm looking for people that are strong in my Mm -hmm. gaps, Mm -hmm. that are strong in my weak spots that that creates the balance and the synergy that you're looking for. Absolutely. That's why we talked about personal growth first. You got to know yourself to grow yourself. You got to grow yourself first before you can start equipping others like we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. And and the last one is temperament. Um, and mm. this is a big one. That's another reason we stand alone. Yeah, yeah. And we, you've heard us talk about this in DISC, right? When, mm-hmm. you, when you talk about communication styles, you're, you're dominant, inspiring, steady, or, or compliant. Uh, Compliant, yeah. right? And we've also talked about it from a perspective of understanding temperaments because, mm-hmm. you know, when you are you a choleric, which is more of a D, are you a melancholy, mm-hmm. which is more They're of an S, right? Yeah. Are you a phlegmatic? Are you a sanguine? How do you approach? Are like you a positive? Bad diseases to me, those well, names, but that's a different. Yeah, yeah. Are you outgoing? Are you reserved? Are you more introverted? Are mm-hmm. you a positive? Are you an optimist? Or are you the negative Nelly in the bunch? <laughs> Temperament plays a big piece of it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there is there is also misunderstanding that says that to be a team builder, you have to be outgoing. Mm-hmm. Mm, no. 
Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. This comes down to really understanding communication styles mm-hmm. and understanding who are you trying to connect with. The rest of the people. And so well, great way to do that is relationships, which we talked about. Yes. Back to that again. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes, how comfortable are you in asking others for help? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I... I'm work, I work with some single moms that are on a journey of, of developing themselves to, to be able to provide for their families and whatnot. And it, mm-hmm. it's inevitably is I hear what's interesting is I hear, you know, well, I, I was taught that I need to do it by myself. I said, well, there's a difference in doing it yourself and by yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have skill set. Right. Yeah. The whole yeah. beauty of a mentor, somebody who's ahead of you on the journey. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I'm not a, a single mom per mm-hmm. se. I mean, I chose not to have kids and, and actually, you know, having kids involved in my life. Um, it's been kind of an interesting conversation I have with the Lord on a regular basis. Really? Interesting journey. Huh? Yeah. But what I tell them is it's not that role that I'm I'm trying to equip you for the things that you mm-hmm. your dream, mm-hmm. the, the goals that you say you have. Yeah. I have already been there and done that. And mm-hmm. I continue mm-hmm. to still do that. Yeah, it's, so it's, I can it's share. definitely a, a personality and even a um, um, a confidence thing. Right. Uh, and especially when you're talking about some people who are not outgoing, they just don't think in terms of, of team building and equipping because they're not that confidence, that outgoing. It's not there. Yeah. And, yeah. and exactly that. I ask them to change the word help to mm-hmm. I'm here to equip you. Mm-hmm. Right. You I, I'm yeah. here to equip you with the tools and the things that you need mm-hmm. to support um, you to get where you are trying to get to. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I already know what that journey looks like. You don't know what that journey looks like yet, and that's why you're frustrated, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the piece of equipping, right? That's the whole piece of the mentor, model, mm-hmm. motivator, mm-hmm. empower, right? It's it's about who's ahead of me, where I want to be, yeah. attaching myself to them, mm-hmm. who am I pulling behind me to get them to where I am, mm-hmm. Reaching back and reaching forward. And yeah. reaching yeah. back and reaching yeah. forward. My hands should be going both both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, you know, ask yourself, what would you gain from equipping another person? Right? This looks this looks like serving others is another way to say that, yeah. right? Yeah. But serving is different than equipping. Well, if it's an organization, then you definitely can say, I'm going to gain some time back once I equip someone else. to I can then delegate this task and... I'm going to gain multiple solutions to problems Mm -hmm. because I'm inviting other people into the decision making. Addition through multiplication. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what tasks do you currently perform that you would like to equip another person to do? This goes back to the Pareto principle that John talks about Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. in in understanding priorities in our life. Right. Mm -hmm. A law of priorities is a. Yeah. Is a uh, um, in the 21 laws of uh, irrefutable laws of leadership. 80, 20. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If somebody mm-hmm. can do what you're doing, eighty percent as eighty well. percent yeah. as well. Hand it off. Yeah. You should yeah. be handing it off. Yeah. And, and that that's, that and that's a whole other seminar for another day. That but. increases effectiveness, and it also benefits the person you're equipping because you're adding something new to their library of things that they're able to, to right do. their toolbox yeah. you're you're having them stretch they're having them learn and you're having them step into it mm-hmm. because remember we all are supposed to be thinking about how to replace ourselves mm. right. Mm-hmm. In an organization, in, in, the, in the next two sessions, we're going to talk more about that, but you can't move forward or move up or move on mm-hmm. without somebody coming behind you. Mm. And if you care about the organization that you're in, right, and you have your goals, right, and you're, you're growing where you are, but to move on or up 
they're, who's replacing you? Yeah. And yeah. it shouldn't just be only one person. You should be looking at a couple of people because everybody's unique and everybody brings different skill set. Yeah. And what you yeah. brought to the team at this point might need to be different for some with somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. So now that we know what the limiting factors can be, let's let's shift now to how we can adopt a team mindset, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so investing in a team guarantees a high return for the effort because a team can do much more than an individual. And when we think of team, and, and the millennials on this listening are probably not going to remember this person, but uh, one of John's mentors was Coach John Wooten. Mm. And if you're into sports at all, you know that you name. You know that yeah. name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is an incredible mentor, model, even to this day, yeah. the books that he's he has still written. He's quoted. He's still, yeah, oh yeah. The, yeah. There's mm-hmm. an entire organization called the Wooden Effect that you can learn to incorporate. This becomes another part of your toolbox. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, I imagine the, the show, The Sports Line on WLNI, they reference John Wooden quite often. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh. And he was a very successful um, coach mm-hmm. who and impacted mentor, yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. And his premise was, Less about the game and more about the individuals. He just, the game was of basketball and the principles of basketball and how he taught mm-hmm. how to be an effective person in the role they played on the team and how they became an effective member of society and their mm-hmm. families mm-hmm. was all, that was just a tool. It was a method, right? Yep. It was a method. Yep. So there are 10 mindset how to adopt a team mindset okay yeah so there are yeah. 10 of them so let's yeah. start with the first one mm-hmm. uh the first one is make a decision to build a team now that may sound elementary but you've got to decide yeah I, I can't do this alone we've talked about that i do need to build a team and decide that the people on the team are worth equipping and developing is the first step in building a team you got to decide you got to put a 10 on everybody's head these right. people are worth it i'm going to invest in them and I'm going to build this team. So first of all, it just, it's just that decision. Yeah. And so then the second one becomes you need to gather the best team possible. Mm-hmm. So you've made a decision to build the team. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at who should be on the team. Mm-hmm. And this is a big one, folks. The better the people on the team, the greater the potential. Now, there's one ca- caveat there. That's not true with family. You're stuck with them. That's <laughs> okay. So your family is should be its own team and all that. Don't be trading players. That doesn't that doesn't work. You know, sometimes right. there are days when you know you want to trade the kids. With, you know, hey, got, his kid looks like he's better, but it doesn't work that way. So not that kind of team. But otherwise, yeah. yeah. In general, you're right. <laughs> and when you're building your team, or when you are, when you come into an organization, and you are joining a team. You really need to – this is where the whole relationship piece is powerful because mm-hmm. you need to get to know the culture of the organization. You get to know the people that are there mm. so that you can determine. And, and I, I've given this story before, but I'll, I'll share it. I, I actually um, took over an organization uh, in my military time. I was a very junior officer, and I went to take over an organization uh, that was responsible for managing – all the retirements for the United States Air Force policy, designing Ooh. the laws. Wow. And my my position or seat on the team had been filled by what we call high-performing officers. And it mm-hmm. became a stopping point for only about 11 or 12 months for people on a track 
Okay. Moving forward quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. The problem was is that the person that got there was never allowed to there long enough to be able to build that team. Mm. By the time I got there, there had been civilians who had been in their positions for and these are military civilians that uh, civilians that support civil servant workers have been in their positions for over over 10 years, their position descriptions hadn't been updated. Mm-hmm. Um, the military, some had moved quickly through it and others had not. The culture was a, a, was in a mess. And I assumed that I was going to be there for, you know, the standard two and a half to three years because I was very – I had just put on, you know, major. So there was really nowhere else for me to go per se. Mm-hmm. And the government doesn't like to move you a lot after they pay to move you from – I moved from D.C. to San Antonio sure, at that point. yeah, yeah. And so I took the first 30 days to figure out, here's our mission, here's what we need to do, and who needed to be on the team, Mm -hmm. who needed to be in the right seats. Mm -hmm. And I I designed the organization after 30 days to say, this is what it's going to look like. And then I asked people to buy into it. Mm. And of course, my civilians had been through, you know, four of me at that point were like, yeah, we've heard this before. We can just write it out and wait for her to be gone too. Yeah, yeah. And, And I said... But this this organization is not doing what it was designed to do, and we needed to flip some things. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to have military being in the primary seat. I needed my civilians who had a lot of experience being in the primary seat. Sounds just like good to great, not only on the right bus but on oh, the right seat. Right seat. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it took and it took, but I committed to them with a process of what this would look like. Mm. If you know, once they committed to the team, and then there, trust me, there were some people, especially the uniformed wearers. I said, "You've been here too long, so you're either hiding." Mm-hmm. Or you're too comfortable. Mm-hmm. So you got 30 days to find your next job, or I'll find one for you. Wow. Because they were not growing. Mm-hmm. It had become stagnant. There had been, it was not good. And so I already had the best team. Mm-hmm. I needed to shift. Just got to put them in the right seats. Put them in the right yeah. seats and then let them do what they do best. Okay. And so sometimes you have to do that. And that kind of leads right into our next point there. Um, pay the price. Is pay the price. Are you willing to pay the price to develop the team? And it will cost you to, to develop the team, but it will ensure the growth of the team. And that's an investment. It's You're talking about ROI, return on investment. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you resources. In your case, it costs you headaches and dealing with people. Yeah. And you could have just coasted I knowing could've. I'm going to be here for a year. I'll just make this happen and, and all that. But instead, you invested the time, the money, the resources. And, and oftentimes, especially business owners, I've heard this question before, you know, what if I invest all this time and resources and money in these people and they get better and they leave me, mm. you know, but the reverse question is, well, what if you don't, don't. and they stay? And they s- I mean, that's like horrible. You or know, still stuck with, Yeah, right. So right. either way, you're investing in people, you're, you're encouraging them, you're, you're helping them. So pay the price to develop the team. And the fourth one is doing things together as a team. And this is the team building piece. These mm. are mm. the time and the effort that you put into activities more than the standard holiday celebrations this is like the ropes course and things this is the ropes course this is serving your community together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. delivering meals on wheels right or cleaning up a side of the road Mm -hmm. it is there's so many ways escape rooms there's you know Mm -hmm. there's so many things you can do to get to know people outside of the office to see what other skill set they have so it's the only way to develop community and cohesiveness is to get these people together. It's um, another relationship building thing. It's yeah. a relationship yeah. building yeah. thing, right? And it's mm-hmm. and it's about getting to know them mm-hmm. as individuals. 
Because what you see at work is not just the sum total of what they can yeah. bring. And their families and their backgrounds are so And their many families yeah, and yeah. their backgrounds. Absolutely. And so maybe you do things as a team, but then do things as a family of the yeah. team. Yeah, absolutely. So getting to know, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on, getting to know and building that influence and that trust that if you could help, you could. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. All right. So number five is a very powerful one when it mm. comes from what we were talking about earlier about going from an individual to a team and equipping a team. And that is empower team members with responsibility and authority. Many leaders are quick to give responsibility, but no authority to actually help carry it out. So the greatest growth for people often occurs as a result of trial and error. Right. So you got to give them responsibility, but you got to give them authority in order to to be able to to carry it out as well. And we'll we'll talk about a third element that really kind of puts that together a little bit later. A little bit but, later. But you you can't give responsibility without authority. It's it's it'll burn people out quickly. Yeah. Um, the sixth one is about giving credit for the success to the team. Hmm. Right. If you are the leader, you need to take always take the blame and never take the credit. That's pretty pretty straightforward there, yeah. yeah. And that one is very uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because <laughs> who likes to take blame? Yeah, yeah. But that's the it's the leaders. But it's yeah. the leader's responsibility. Yeah. The buck stops here is yep. a famous, you know, quote that yep. that people are familiar with. But does the buck stop there? Mm-hmm. In your families, does the buck stop with you? You know? As the husband and wife team, or the single mom, right, or the single dad, mm-hmm. what, does the buck stop with you on the things going, you know, poorly and good in the house, right? What, what What's happening? Yep. In the leadership environment, and this is why leadership is not for the faint of heart, it is your job to resource and equip your team. Mm-hmm. And if something is not going right, you have to take a look, law of reflection, you have to take a look at you. What mm. aren't you doing? Yeah, look in the mirror instead of out the window. What yeah. training, yeah. you know, right? Is there a skill set that is missing? Mm-hmm. If it's a will issue, then that's a culture issue. Yeah, yeah. And you as a leader, of a formal leader of an organization, you set the culture. Yeah, absolutely. So also, it's a, this is an accountability thing. Watch to see that the investment in the team is paying off. Um, observe whether you're getting a return for the time, energy, and resources, like we just talked about, that you're putting in the team. So that that's the accountability piece. And when I talked earlier about responsibility and authority have to go together, accountability is what makes that work. Um, you know, you're going to delegate authority, but you're going to put accountability in there to make sure that the authority you delegated. Um, so watching to see that this investment is actually um, paying off. And then another one is stop investing in players who do not grow. Mm, that's um, a, such a big one. And that that's so tough. You don't want to leave people behind. But if someone on your team refuses to grow or change for the benefit of their teammates, it's not about them, it's about the team, then you have to leave them behind. And that's very difficult, especially de- depending on what personality style that leader actually is. Yeah, And, and that's a very hard one for anyone. Yeah. Uh, I, even as a high D, mm-hmm. um, I and I I don't mind confrontation and I you know I I like discourse because I think it it's it, yeah. it keeps me sharp, but it's always hard to let someone go and so that becomes part of again is it a skill issue or is it a will issue if you've mm-hmm. provided the opportunities and done what you can but you have someone who's making a choice not to yeah I, I just got back from you know a John Maxwell conference and one of the speakers is uh, Jamie Kern Lima what an amazing 
mm. young woman, founder of It Cosmetics, went from nothing to selling it to L'Oreal for $1.2 billion. And one of her biggest challenges in her book called Believe It um, is I, I keep people on the team too long. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's I just I keep people on the team too long and yep. can't do it. Got to be careful. It. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, we want to create opportunities for the team. Um, you know, when there's a possibility of taking new ground or facing new challenges, it has to stretch to meet them. So you, you want to create some opportunities for them. And then you want to give the team overall the best possible chance to succeed. Um, you know, one of the most essential tasks you can undertake is to clear obstacles so that the team has the best possible chance to work towards success. And that's what we're talking about in the big picture is how to be a real success. Right. And of course, we're going to get into attitude like you were talking about earlier about the the ones who are, you know, you have to have to send them away sometimes. So two questions for you through these 10, right? Mm -hmm. Which are the easiest for you and which are the most challenging and Mm -hmm. why on both ends, right? Yeah. Sir Richard Branson, I love his quotes. He's a very interesting gentleman. (laughs) But he says, train people well enough so they can leave, but you treat them well enough so they don't want to. Mm, That's good. So until next week, this is Mike. And this is Mo. Reminding you to learn it. Live it. And lead it. 